Um, before we get started on all this uh, fun we have to get into today, I did notice a disturbing trend that's going on um, in our society. Um, and that is? So, watching all the, reading all the reports, watching all the news things, and the young ladies today, they're not learning from mom how to cook. And um, we're losing recipes, frankly. (laughs) 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 It's it's a shame to see. We're losing recipes. Um, Michael Irvin, if he wasn't already uh, a patron saint of this pod, then he needs to be. Michael Irvin is a full-on national treasure. Hall of Fame Fame wide receiver. uh, Member of the U in the 80s, as Snoop Dogg would say. Um, uh, Constant, consistent Hall of Fame crack user as well. Oh, um, cocaine does a distinguished <laughs> man. He got on TV and was, I, he's right up there with the TV broadcasters of my day. Uh, oh, but the reason, the reason why I brought him up is uh, have you been on Twitter like in the past like hour or so? Uh, other than to see that uh, Drake Bill is an abuser and a pedophile, absolutely not. Uh, oh boy, doesn't channel, channel stay going out back? Uh, that's that's the gift for not giving me a show back in the day. But <laughs> some, somebody tweeted, uh, "What what's your what's the funniest uh, NFL moment you can remember?" Yeah, and that spawned a just thread of just hilarity. Um, this came across my timeline. Somebody started an NBA one, so I've been mm-hmm. cracking up for the past like hour just watching. The <laughs> we saw we saw in game shit, just NFL related. Yeah, most okay. mostly in game stuff, but. Somebody threw up uh, Michael Irvin, uh, which one 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 of his clips, and then that spawned another thread of just Michael Irvin acting a fool. I tweeted something that's got a little little feedback on it. Oh, uh, a nigga picking up some traction. A little, little bit, little bit of traction. You know what I'm saying, but uh, ah, big that, engagement, Wesley. That, that, oh, I see. <laughs> that, that's why Playmaker was on the mind, if you will. Such that's God, such a great fucking man. Somebody put the clip up of Russ. Uh, the Oklahoma City announcer when Russ like hit a three or something said Russ was out of his cotton picking mind. <laughs> <laughs> good times, man. Ah, uh, man. Well, good times because we all need some. Ooh, hold on. Oh, ooh, ooh, 28 retweets, 45 likes, my nigga. A little bit of traction. Okay. A little bit of traction. Okay. Um, well, shout, shout, out, shout out to Art. He, he was the initial retweeter. The got, one and only. Yeah. Uh, well, before. Uh, West gets a little too big for his britches. I guess we should get this podcast in. Uh, welcome back. Um, Beware the L's episode. God, I don't know. Oh, 30, boy. 35? Uh, 35, 30. 36. Somewhere around there. I don't know. Some, eh, we in, in one of those years where you need a HGH to keep yourself going. Um, uh, but we, we had the, the Blue Chew episodes of Beware the L's here. Um, but Welcome. Uh, you know, this week we want to do it a, a wee bit different, mostly because, you know, we come in with this structured list of, of topics and we have all these things that we want to hit on because, you know, the culture, um, is pervasive and we want to make sure that we cover everything. We want to make sure we get to everything, you know, that's going on in the world. But, you know, sometimes, you know, when you are trying so desperately to make sure you get everything in, make sure you don't miss nothing. Sometimes it, it you know, loses a little bit of the flow. Um, then you go from uh, young dro to since 19, since 1999. Um, mm, and, okay. and we, and we don't, we don't, we ain't trying to lose all of that. Um, so we want to make sure we keep this bitch free flowing. You feel me? You know, this, this is how things started. 
And, you know, the last time that we really tried super, super duper hard to get a bunch of topics in, uh, the podcast ended up not counting. Uh, so, mm, um, yeah, that, that was hard for a nice, tremendous conversation. Uh, uh shout intellectual to, media, shout to the homie Mia. Shout to me and shout to the lost episodes. Uh, it, it, one day on the Beware the Ills extended cut DVD, um, with commentary from, um, Cuba Gooden Jr., Orlando mm-hmm. Brown, Ray J., Justin Bieber, and hopefully yep. Michael Irvin. And the playmaker himself. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we just want to have a convo with y'all. You know, it's it's a fucking pandemic. We don't, don't nobody need, you know, niggas speaking at them in, in, in sonnets and, and beautiful, and beautiful uh, structured poetry. Fuck all that. Um, we some niggas. So we're going to talk to y'all like some niggas. So to start this episode, we're going to talk about that whap, nigga. <laughs> There's nothing I can think that's more niggly than uh, <laughs> singing about that uh, <laughs> what ass pussy man. It's, it's beautiful, uh, man. Um, so I think was this month? I think this was Monday, wasn't it? I don't know. Was what it Monday? Day. I don't Monday know what night. Day any, anything happens anymore? I, I I know it was a weekday night because I had to work, or no, it, it was sometime last week. Um, I had to work the next day, and I literally got up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night because old, and. Uh, I'm like, oh shit, it's like 12.09. Oh uh, yeah, I guess Cardi and Meg's supposed to drop that video. So I just sit down, pull out my phone, thinking it's, you know, it's going to be just another another day at the office, you know, typical Cardi, Meg fair. Man, boy was I motherfucking wrong. Um, it's some holes, holes in this house. Um, I Shout out to the, 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 the sample they used there, the Baltimore Club smash. Yes. Um, and one day we'll get into the merits of Baltimore club music. Even I'm aware of that. And I don't know no Baltimore club music. Oh, um, you don't talk about it in era, but go ahead. Um, but uh, you talk about some shit that leave a nigga speechless. I mean, it's just, I, I thought that, you know, we, we knew what Cardi's about. We knew what Meg's about. We've seen millions of their videos, just them in regular life. Yeah, they, they, they is about as bad as bad gets. But mm-hmm. together, doing the, the, the Dragon Ball Z fusion dance, it takes this bitch up a whole nother level. Now, um, listen, I thought I knew what the, the, the video and song would entail. Um, but, but this was, this was uh, shocking in a, in a good way. This was like in, a, the be- in the best way. A, the good surprise where you, where you go to Christmas, we come on Christmas and ain't no gifts under the tree. <laughs> and your parents like, oh, you, you was a bad boy. And then you walk outside, and you got a motherfucker whip outside. That, that's what yeah, type of man. surprise it was. Um, yeah, man. And I, I just, I first, first and foremost, um, a beautiful moment for for Meg, who's obviously gone through the most um, over the last couple months. I always want to give a shout out to her. She got mm-hmm. um, a la- last week or so. Meg been dropping this shit off. I think. Uh, Revline, a deal. Um, she's on the cover of Vanity Fair and some other magazine. Um, she's doing her fucking thing right now. In addition to about to have his number one single, um, Cardi. Cardi been quiet for a minute, so you know after the banger that she dropped off on us in twenty eighteen, Invasion of Privacy came out. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah. So after the banger that she dropped off on us, you know, all that time ago and you know, became the darling of the industry. It's beautiful to see them come together, especially after, you know, people just assumed that they had beef because they didn't have a song together yet. Uh, that's how the streaming era works. When people don't make a song together, 
uh, in the first seven weeks of their careers, they then got, they have beef. They got issues, especially with, with the women rappers. Yeah, uh, uh, blame Baby and Gunna for that, honestly. But um, so that was a beautiful thing to see. But um, like I said, the level to which they just exuded that fucking sexuality and most importantly, that confidence and that control over their sexualities. Um, again, we've heard it from them a million times individually, but when it comes together, all of a sudden it just goes from being another really good song or a club song or a twerk song to becoming, as Complex put it, a female empowerment anthem. And it really is. No, um, this, no, this, is this is one of the ones that, that, that allows women to embrace their sexuality, to flaunt it, to, to be out here saying, this is me, this, this is what I'm, what I'm coming with, and y'all got to deal with it and figure out what you're going to do because I'm not holding myself back for anybody. It's dope as shit. Um, I, I, absolutely and um you know it it's it ain't it ain't it ain't no different than than any other song that just kind of that just kind of embodies that spirit and kind of just um allows you to you know or a woman allows a woman to or anybody to look in the mirror look at themselves and be like damn i got that thing on me you feel me like i see got, no difference got between that this, thrax in the clip this ain't no difference between this and hot nigga it's the same, it's the same song to me. And the only people who having issues with this shit right now are, you know, your obvious, you know, misogynists um, and, you know, people of that nature. But also, people with Dropbox. That's, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the only, pro- only way you have a problem with WAP is if either you have a Dropbox or you don't have the ability to make a woman's box wet. Wappish. That's it. That's it. That yeah. I mean, that's this whole fucking thing in a nutshell. Straight fucking ben, ben Shapiro, his wife, who was a doctor, told him that an overly moist vagina signifies some type of gynecological issue. Or gynecological issue. Hold on. <laughs> See, I only seen I only seen the uh, him reading the lyrics clip. I haven't been seeing yeah. anything further. But that's that's really what she said. Yes. Oh. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, how unsatisfied does your wife have to be to tell you that her pussy being too wet is an actual problem with with the vagina? That's um that's a sad existence. Oh boy, Meryl got to put the hands on him for real now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's embarrassing. But yeah, I mean, you seeing a lot of people, especially a lot of men, um, you know, all over social media talking about songs like "Wet" is what's wrong with, you know, society today. Uh, we losing recipes, acting like "Wet" is the downfall of, you know, um, the black family and the downfall of quality women in America. And the one that really kind of triggered the fuck out of me was old ass CeeLo. CeeLo has a song called Closet Freak. Man. <laughs> That's, that song is disgusting. CeeLo, and I quote, a lot of music today is very unfortunate and disappointing on a personal moral level. There was once a time we were savvy enough to code certain things. We'd express to those it meant the style. I'm, I'm drunk, excuse me. Uh, but now music is seamless and sheer savagery. Sa- sheer savagery. Savagery. Um, savagery. And it's just to me, it is incredible. And it was it was some other nigga on Twitter, just some random Twitter nigga that was in his car ranting about this shit. 
for minutes and minutes. So I got I got a daughter. I got a daughter like niggas. Shut up. I don't care. Like it, it, it's it's your job as a parent to make not only make sure that your daughter ain't listening to this and make sure she's not listening to future either. As, as, as much as we love future on this pie. It's that's like the, that's the go thing. ahead. I was going to say that's that's the thing It's that's what's disappointing to me is especially to see the old guys in general being mad at this, but like rappers like mm-hmm. CeeLo and other rappers who are known to make music or associate with niggas who make music. Some of those vile, um, vile. disgusting rap imagery, like the, the type of imagery that elicits and all that shit um, that they make. And they don't seem to have an issue with, with it when it's a uh, guy saying this shit. But now that we have uh, women stepping out and making a song like this, it becomes a, a sudden issue. And that hypocrisy is corny as fuck, dog. Like for real. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, and and you know, I think uh, Dragonfly Jones very eloquently kind of um, sum all this shit up when he was talking about it. And you know, because I think there was a guy in his comments trying to trying to treat WAP like this was you know Two Live Crew in 1991. Listen, Two Live Crew got banned. Like they were not allowed to sell records in the United States. This shit right now, WAP ain't got, to me, it ain't got nothing on not only shit from back then, it ain't got nothing on our uh, our girl from the 30s. Um, what's her oh, name? Oh, I forget and, her name, but I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. She was wild, especially uh, for her uh, time of day, yeah. It, man, it, it ain't got nothing on a lot of shit from R&B from the late 90s. Well, I, you know, we talking t-shirt and panties type shit. And listen, Adina Howard... listen listen, adina howard would have meg and cardi hiding under the bed with her lyrics okay um it also it ain't got even nothing on nigga 2000s wayne trina Uh, like bro you can point to example after example from different eras of shit that quote-unquote pushed the the boundary of 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 sexuality and, and and lyrics so this is this is nothing more than an example of what we're doing today, and um, it's uh, I'm like I said, I'm really just disappointed that, that men and rappers or people are having this this big fucking drawn out issue with this shit when it's uh, it's not an issue at all. Motherfuckers a slap, like that's it. I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's like man, especially I know it's a little different, you know, in a pandemic, but like you know, in under normal circumstances, you going out to the club that you know that's like. You know, niggas saying, um, you know, he got a big dick and knows how to use it. That's like saying, oh, I don't want to hear that. That shit, that that shit is uh is is poisoning the youth. Blah blah blah. Listen, when that shit go off in a party, nigga, that's it. You catch some twerk to that shit, you are taking her home. I'm saying, that's it. I'm saying, yo, when this shit fucking, when everything opens back up, y'all acting disgusted. Well, everybody's acting disgusted right now. I don't want to see y'all get no type of twerk. I want y'all standing None. in your little section. I don't want to see y'all wandering on the dance floor when this shit comes on. Because mm. this shit you is going that to class a Azul all by yourself, all by your goddamn self. Because this shit is going to ring the fuck off once everything opens. I might just go out. I might find a place that's open this weekend and go out just so I can hear it. You know, so I, I might risk the Rona for some WAP. Shit. Some uh, um, shout out to uh, also um, our boy, um, the perennial uh, light skin power ranking uh, top contender, Adrian. Uh, happy belated nigga. Um, we miss EXO very, very mm-hmm. much. Oh man, watching them, watching them clips, man. It didn't, mm. Yeah, one day, <sighs> one day. If you want y'all, want y'all governor get himself correct. Oh Hello. my god, uh, man, uh, don't don't get me started. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, and it's just, I, I, it's just, it's so corny 
you know, just in general, that anytime a woman is feeling empowered and feeling in charge of herself and feeling confident, it's always a nigga that got to try to shoot it down, whether sub- whether subtly or overtly. You feel me? E- either it's, it's some, you know, some CeeLo type shit or some Ben Shapiro type shit, or it's some some hating on the low shit. You know, how many people did you see on Twitter that was talking about, oh, that shit ain't even that hard. I don't know why y'all getting so hyped up over it. Man, that bitch go. Fuck out of here, bruh. Um, so, I mean, it's at the end of the day, man, like, we, as a people, bruh, there are so many large hurdles that we need to get over, you know, when it comes to colorism, when it comes to sexism, when it comes to misogyny, when it comes to, you know, anti-LGBTQ um, homophobia, all that type shit. But, man, if y'all niggas, bro, can't sit here and big up two quality fucking female artists who are at the top of their games, who are at the top of the industry, if y'all can't show them a, a little bit of love and respect what the fuck they doing, then what the fuck are we doing? Facts. I mean, I, I, I don't know, bro. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, we don't, the hypocrisy, man, all the shit that niggas talk about, you know, they want to do, and, and all the change that niggas want to make. This shit is a part of it. So, Meg, Cardi, you keep putting them waps on niggas. I and Offset, I guess, or whatever. Um, hey, Megan, I, I'm available. I know uh, <laughs> you're going through some things. I'm going through some things too, baby. Holla at your boy. <laughs> y'all keep putting a whap on niggas. Women everywhere, y'all keep putting a whap on niggas. And niggas, when a whap gets put on you, um, you ain't about to be talking none of that CeeLo shit. All right. Niggas gonna switch um, up very quickly. You gonna be like the nigga from Waiting to Exhale in a in a satin vest outside <laughs> of old girl's window calling her a raggedy bitch. All right. That's what the WAP do to you. Um mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, man, this shit is really has taken over the, the it, it has it completely um taken the entire zeitgeist hostage. This is really the only fucking music that we're talking about right now. Um, the only video that matters right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, most importantly, it, it, it brings up, um, you know, and brings back to the forefront of our minds, the idea that, you know, explicit, you know, explicitness, explicit lyrics, vulgarity, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, is something that is really fucking essential (laughs) to, our music is <laughs> really honestly yeah. it's essential to our culture uh to, to keep it a whole band i remember back in high school we did something where we had to like um take songs and like for english class take songs and like um you know like decipher the lyrics and like write papers about them and shit and one of our teachers asked this white guy uh it's like man you know sure is a lot of a lot of bitches and uh and rap lyrics, like, like, what, like, why, why is there so much cursing? Why is there so much profanity? And we all, in unison, as a class, said, for emphasis, we curse for emphasis. Mm-hmm. Throwing, throwing a bitch or a shit at the end of a bar makes it so much more potent. <laughs> Talk about nigga is one of the best words uh, ever invented <laughs> since, since we reclaimed it back. You put the nigga on at any bar. I'm in the car, nigga. I'm about to buy a fucking motherfucking <laughs> bar, nigga. And it just—it's just, it's just oh, goes, man. man. Yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, and, essential and, part of our, the genre. And you know that, um, you know that parental advisory label that 
you know, was um, mandated, you know, to go on basically every album since, you know, the whole two live crew situation. You know, Dragonfly talked about that, too. That bitch was like a, a seal of honor. You feel me? Like, I, I wouldn't buy an album if it didn't have that parental advisory sticker on it. For sure. Um, I'm not trying to listen be listening to one of my favorite rappers right now. I've been looking forward to listening to and then it's uh, it's blank every every fifth word. Blank. Every fifth word. I don't need that. And, yeah, and I mean, it's um, it's it's something that comes so naturally to us, but it's something that is a part of um, something that has also been a part of the um, the discussion on the socials lately. AAVE, African American Vernacular English. Uh, good old Ebonics, Ebonics, as they like to call it. Um, you know, and and a lot of times cursing's a part of that. And you know, it's not even met in a a disrespectful way half the time. Listen, bitch is a term of endearment in Cleveland. Like niggas say, bitch Holland when somebody is doing something well or somebody's <laughs> dressed well. You get what I'm saying, or you or some shit like that. Like it's just it's it's all part of it. And again. That's another part of that AAVE that uh, the white TikTokers do not understand. Um, everybody who's out here saying Chile instead of child. Ch- Chile. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah, man. No, that's, that's, that's all part of, of what we do, and it's part of what makes us us and makes us so unique. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that shit, man, that fucking Fred Hampton movie with Daniel Kalula coming through, man. Yeah, um yeah. That thing looks incredible. Um, um, that bitch looks like a monster. No, it really, it really, I say it really does. I remember I seen it. Uh, I don't know what I was doing, but I came across it on the timeline. And I was shocked. I, did, I watched it like three times before I even texted you all about it. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it hit that that hard with Daniel Kalua, who's a great actor, playing uh, Fred Hampton. And Lakeith Stanfield, who was also a great actor, playing the guy mm-hmm. who worked with the FBI to, to kind of get him mm-hmm. taken down. Um, shout out to Shout out to He said, "Uh, I don't care how much money uh Lakeith is making, I couldn't play that role. Nah, because <laughs> some roles stay with you, and I don't want to be labeled like, as a snitch." Yeah, but um, um, it's a it's a story that's not truly known, kind of outside the black community, and even in the black I, community. I, I, I would I would say even deep in the black community. Yes, I think it. people know Fred Hampton. They know that Fred Hampton was killed, but they don't know the whole story. Yeah, and this is going to be a great chance for people of, like you said, people who are unaware in the black community and for the general population outside the black community to find out kind of what Fred Hampton was about, what his movement and what him and the poor people's movement was about, and how the FBI is uh, known to do fuck shit. And this will be another chance to kind of see how the FBI is uh, yes, uh, doing uh, fuck ar- shit. Arguably the fuckiest of the fuck shit. Um, going down here. Uh, fuck you, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Um, I would oh, piss on your, I would piss on your grave if I had the chance. But um, a, a big part of that, and the part, a big part of what made um, Fred Hampton so mesmerizing is this nigga was a master orator. Um, he and, he, and again, let's talk about how young he was as well. As I was about to say, the- um. No, go ahead. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is like, for as as well of a speaker as he was, well of an organizer as he was, mm-hmm. the nigga was killed when he was twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. I originally like I before you know I kind of knew all about it. I assumed he was in his mid twenties. Twenty one. Right. Yeah. Like that's something you just a yeah. normal assumption. 
Yeah, but this is similar to uh, John Lewis, like we talked about last pod, uh-huh. where John Lewis was 23, um, talking at the March on Washington. Fred Hampton was the leader of uh, the Black Panther Party, I think, in Illinois. Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 and really, he wasn't, obviously, he wasn't the full leader of the party itself, but he was right. kind of, he was kind of like the de facto leader. Like, niggas, yeah. niggas, niggas was fucking with Fred Heavy. Um, at twenty one, at, at and, twenty, um, at nineteen, and twenty, and yeah, that's incredible. That's 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 something that, that doesn't doesn't get spoken on enough. I don't think, you know, just about the the civil rights period, civil rights movement, and protest period is just how young our leaders were at the time. Yeah, um, and Fred embodies uh, that. Yeah, um, Fred, Bobby, <laughs> my niggas, my niggas. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's. And part of that, what made him such, um, and you know, an enchanting, mesmerizing order is, man, you've been seeing it a lot more on um, social media lately. But this again kind of connects to the whole AAVE thing, man. The way niggas used to talk in the seventies, man. I wish, I wish I could master that shit. Like the the yeah. meter, the 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 tone, the cadence. Um, All you got to do is slow it down just a tad bit. Add a couple of jacks, <laughs> a couple of slices, and, and some jives, and you right there, man. It, it's just I, even the way the way sentences were punctuated, or you know the way syllables were broke up. Um, it was literally it was almost like Hove, um, my first song. Everything else on that on the Black album is regular, but my first song sounds so different because it's in three quarters time. So instead of putting four beats into every bar or four stress syllables in every bar, he's only putting three into every bar. And that's why it sounds so different. That's why his flow sounds so almost off rhythm, but so off rhythm that it's pleasing. You feel me? And that was the um, and that was the cadence of choice back then. And it literally made it so you are hanging on every word. Um, even though Obama doesn't obviously doesn't talk exactly like that, he employs some of those same um, language principles in his public speaking, which is why Obama is arguably the greatest public speaker that we've ever seen. Um, so it's, um, you know, and it all ties in. It's this is, you know, I, I, they, he talked about a little bit in the five bloods, too, if y'all got a chance to see that. But this is why we are who the fuck we are. This is why we get so mad when we see people not only using, but misusing, incorrectly using our slang, um, our our language that we created, that we literally lived and breathed by, that were That's a part of our existence, you know, and, and, and honestly key to our existence as well. Right. It's not just a show for, for the Internet. When you're trying to be cool or something, facts. It's, it's kind of how is how we talk, how we communicate, how we go about our, our daily lives, and it, it's like I'm fucked up to see it's being used uh, to get these likes and uh and loops and retweets. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's um, it's, it's just another thing to be mad about uh, towards white people. At the moment, we talked about Tim Anderson only being 78 on the show. You know, it's, it's just so many Fucking oppressions. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's, that's a macroaggression. That's not a microaggression. There was some oh, disrespecting man. Negroes uh, on the show. Ah, ridiculous. Um, so I mean, so obviously, make sure 
um y'all go and check that out um that's again you know Wes and I were talking and that that might be something that's worth uh going to see in the theater even right now um no no, no. I'm I'm definitely going to uh once it releases I'm definitely gonna see that in in theater I'm gonna get my mask and uh my beret and uh it's lit (sighs) man um but also you know not just that but take this time man take this time to Research the Black Panthers, man. Uh, take this time to understand what the fuck they were about. Uh, take this time to understand why they were organized in the first place. You know, literally to protect people, to protect neighborhoods against the supposed, uh, you know, law enforcement and politicians that were supposed to be, you know, protecting the neighborhood themselves. Um, look up, um, look up their points. Look up their plan. Look up um, the creation of the free lunch program. You know, so many things that still to this day, you know, reverberate throughout all of America, not just black America, mm-hmm. um, America in general. You know, niggas, all these uh, anti-maskers want to talk about the right to bear arms. Then was the first niggas walking through the streets with straps um, right. openly. You feel me? So um, definitely beautiful time. Uh, sh- shout out Lakeith Stanfield. Shout out Daniel Kalua, who was not somebody that I expected to play Fred Hampton. Um, but... After seeing him and, and especially hearing him, understanding, man, that an actor of his caliber could be just about fucking anybody. Um, and, and, and he's British, which is uh, British niggas can do whatever the fuck they taking, want to. On taking the big our screen. jobs. <laughs> on the big screen, they can do whatever the fuck they want to. They really do be taking our jobs, and they, they truthfully do not give a fuck neither. All that's, these niggas are British. Ain't the nigga from Snowfall British? British is shit, dog. That's fucked up. So man. when I decided to play Franklin in the, in the snowfall <laughs> in Los Angeles, that, <laughs> really, that's, anytime you, you see an actor you like, that nigga is British. Denzel <sighs> from, 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 from Liverpool. <laughs> um. <laughs> Taraji P. Henson. Yeah, 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 she, yeah. She, she was uh, yeah, an international transfer student to Howard. Um, they sent a <laughs> they sent a nigga from D.C. out to Belfast. So That's there a, you go. Wild times we live in, bro. But um, but uh, yes. No, I was gonna say. Uh, so WAP. Getting back to WAP. WAP was the kind of big musical thing last week. Yes. Um, we had another big, we had, we had, More WAP. Well, speaking of shout out to. Uh, Official Ice, he said we need the WAP One Blood style remix. <laughs> oh, <for laughs> that. with every he said he said no rap scene, no no name. Oh man, <laughs> I, I I I think Art said I can't wait to hear Rhapsody's response to WAP. Um, oh yeah, boy. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the mega remix with City Girls with Sweetie, um, Young uh, and No, no, you know what? No. I don't want to hear Sweetie on it because I would like to hear her make a song that does not have a sample in it. Uh, Do this, it. This song has this is a, a challenge. Sample. This is right in her lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know she can't do it. I don't know why you're wishing stuff that you know you know people can't do. <laughs> You're just sick of you. But um, so the, well, there's another pretty big musical event that we saw last week, and that was the versus. Uh, Bobby versus me. Uh, Guwap versus G. That's right. That's right. Uh, pretty, you, pretty you, big you, deal. You, uh, you, you held up your end of the bargain this time. You know what's crazy, nigga? The niggas in the room said I lost. That's that's insanity. It was a lot, I, I, a lot of chicanery. That's not the word I'm looking for. Uh, there was a lot of coonery going on. N- in, in not only room. did they did they say I lost, but they said it was 10-7-3? No. Um, I, I had it. Where did I have thank it? Thank you, sir. You had, it, I had, it, I had, it 12, you had like 12-8. It was at least 12-8. I think 12-8, 13-7. 
And listen, it was a fight. Me and Bobby was throwing fucking haymakers. Shout out to mm. Bob, man. That was, was that honestly, was that was fun. Bobby was, was really leading. Fun. Bobby was leading for a, a good portion. That like second that last, ten, man. I say that last that last six seven. Yeah, he started, and, he started running it off, and Bob, and, and, Bob left some shit on the table too. He did, he did, and and some people in the room thought that as well. But I think the problem was with the judge and everybody was drunk. Niggas had a handle of honey jack. Uh, I, shout, I heard. Yeah, shout shout to everybody that was in the room uh, for the battle, but. What I was trying to argue was that, man, when you do a fucking versus battle, man, like, we had a, a whole format and everything. That shit, it's about how you feel capturing that moment. Like, who won that round? Who played the better song? Who had the better response? Who was who was more strategic? So, even though when I was playing songs and I was, you know, counterpunching Bobby coming out of my B-Hop Philly shill, um, even though I was playing shit and the room was fucking with my shit harder, JR decided at the end to go back and and have everybody choose each song, like song by song. First round, oh, so-and-so it. versus so-and-so. So when you do it like that, niggas going to forget that feeling that they had, and then um, they just going to end up picking whatever song they like more in general. Right. right. And, and that, that, yeah. That was, so that's the kind of thing you need to, when we look at these verses, that's the kind of thing we need to figure out. You either got to go in completely objective, Yep. And say what was a bigger song, or you got to go and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna judge it based on what song I fuck with more." Yeah. Um, so, like for y'all's, I definitely did the uh, objective route because more so, if I did one by kind of every song I like more, I probably have Gucci win it. But objectively, yep. it really wasn't that close. Thank you, sir. I, so I, I, that, I'm and, with you. After- and, and, and you, you told me, you told me I won. A lot of other people told me won. People who was Team Gucci all the way down. Told me that I won, but the niggas in that room said I lost. So um, after after you uh, botched hove, I said every after you let Jr. keep it keep it close with you with hove, <laughs> I had my doubts, but you came through. Thank you. I uh, put on a performance uh, well worth uh, Kent Lane's. I I, <laughs> I could have sworn I've seen seen the seen the lane and bowling alley around the corner. You just funny as shit. <laughs> we gonna start Mason. We gonna be Mason. We gonna start Mason. <laughs> Did um, you ever? Well, we'll get now. Nah, fucking we free flowing. I got tear gassed at college stress. That shit was not fun. Did you get tear gassed? I was gone by then. Oh no! Well, like, I didn't. I didn't get the full blast, but like they, it was throwing it, mm. and I caught like it was like a gust of wind blew a bunch of it near me. <laughs> that shit was that shit was terrible. Yeah, no, I um, I like I left right I, before. I feel like John Lewis now. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. Where's the freedom fighter? Where's that? Where's that? <laughs> Um, I left right before all the all the Coney shit started going down. So I was out there all day. I think uh, we left at the same time. So we we was out there seven something in the morning, and um, we got down there. And I I had to do that party that night. Um, that was the first party I ever DJ. Uh, was College Fest night, and so I left. I was like, I need a nap. And nigga, I'm talking five minutes after I left. I'm hearing. Uh, police raids, tornado, dystopian uh, sirens. Oh. I'm seeing the gas coming out. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> Thought that shit got cracking. Uh, I guess when we were in, um, we were in Kabul. We was, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought that, that we, 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 took, we that's crazy. We all turned to insurgents on U.S. territory. Oh but, my um, god! Yeah, man. Yeah, but I don't know how we got there. Um, but yeah, so the other verses, aside from Bobby and, and Austin doing the Gucci Jeezy jump, was uh Titty Two Chains yes. versus Rick Rick the biggest boss we've ever seen thus far. The world's most famous correctional officer. 
Yes. Um, um, yeah, just about. I'm trying to think. Probably him and porn stash. Porn stash. Uh, yeah. my, my man with the, with the uh, die as baby daddy with one leg. Oh my god, the nigga from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, didn't watch that, but uh, that this was uh this was one of, probably the one of the heavier heavier verses that we've seen as far as as far as name names go. Uh, that shit was a slugfest. Um, again, it it was it was very beautiful because all these verses are about nostalgia. I mean, you can try to spin it however you want. Oh, this is about hip hop. This is about celebrating this, celebrating that, about having a good time. It's all nostalgia. Yep. So it's like, I, you know, for me specifically, um, we romanticize that time period very much. We think it was one of the greatest periods of party music. And we'll stack up 2012, 2013, 2014 against damn near any time. Mm-hmm. And them niggas back that up. It like, the timeline was together. The people that we were in school with were in unison. Um, I, you know, people who I haven't talked to in forever. Um, shout out to Drew, man. Shout out to Drew. Shout out Big Drew. Um, shout out to Big Drew. We, we got big plans coming for, for the gang a little later, but uh, we'll get that at some, some point in the future. Um, yeah, all of that. Big plans. Um, big things. And, and, and it, was, it was like, it was a time capsule, man. Like, you really felt like it was 2013, spring 2013, uh, and you were in Robar's living room with a big jug of Rossi, uh, chilling <laughs> with your posse. With my posse, um, yeah. And um, they were a part, they were truly a part of some of the biggest records, the biggest party records that we've ever heard, that we've ever experienced. I said during the battle with Bobby, um, you want to talk about R.I.P., which I did. I don't think 2 Chainz even played. Nope. Um. That era was ridiculous. That era was was prime Chief Keith. That era was you know um, Juicy uh, J. Pop that Juicy J. Prime Juicy J. That era was prime French Montana. Um, that Drake. era was was Drake still was cooking. Um, so prime K stylist. Future. Uh, future. <laughs> prime of course. K stylist. <laughs> prime. Was, uh, this was uh, this was probably uh, this was uh, HGH Miami era Michael Montana. It was, and despite all them songs, man, R.I.P. I think was a top five party song of that time. It, it again, based off of being there and that feeling that went through the room when um, R.I.P. played. Same thing, rich as fuck. Same thing, crack. Same thing. Um, uh, I like them strippers. Yeah, I love them strippers. Um. Same thing. I mean, just again, and Chains was letting them hoes fly. No lies. Everything, man. And we was and Ross coming back. Um, fuck with me, you know I got it. Coming back with his pop dads. Coming back. He didn't play. I got that Justin Bieber. Please believe it. But that, that hurt me. But uh, <laughs> I, I I coped. But now Ross, that's that's and, and and looking at it, that's kind of the difference between the two is that Ross got his start. Well, they Ross was on a lot longer than, than changes on. They did kind of come out similarly around the same time. Yeah, but, but kind of careers didn't, yeah. didn't take off. Yeah, changes um, yeah, didn't pop back up until much later in the game, and Ross kind of had those years on him in which he was putting out just incredible, incredible projects, um, incredible pieces of work. And that incredible that kind of showed the separation in between because of the two. Chains was really playing shit from his era, the more recent era, and Ross had shit from 
early early Ross to, to very recent Ross. Yeah. Um. Also, can we uh, for a second just take a second to acknowledge the Rick Ross Lex Luger era? I really don't think people give that time period enough love. Like Listen. niggas, niggas love Teflon Don, but like if you think about what them two niggas did together on that album, I can't think of too many better rapper producer combos of the 2020s. Listen, brother. I'm a, I'm checking my my I'm trying to run, run this uh Twitter search real quick, but I consistently have said that Lex Luger is one of the greatest producers of all time who doesn't get his just due yeah, because he disappeared. This I nigga, mean, it's it's a fact, but this nigga changed an entire era and sound or not era. He changed an entire sound of music for an era. And the, just didn't the, really build off that. The way niggas look at Take Heath now. The way niggas look at, you know, looked at Mike Will a couple years ago. The way the niggas looked at DJ Mustard in, you know, 13, 14, 15. That's what Lex Luger was. Waka Flocka is on my Mount Rushmore of trap niggas because of Lex Luger. And only Lex Luger. Lex was a monster, man. Lex Lex brought the, the trap sound that permeates through every song you hear today into the fucking game and lex doesn't get his credit like when when i when i see producer lists get made lex i I rarely see lex mentioned and then that's a shame because that nigga is a monster and and we talk about trap music um i think we've kind of tried to break it down and decipher it a little bit on this pot we talk about trap music trap music started as more of a genre than a sound right music was niggas talking about drugs that's what trap music was there was no Mm -hmm. there was no particular style or sound to it it was just hey if you were a nigga that sold drugs and you talk about it you're a trap nigga lex luger made it into an a tangible thing he made it into a sound that you can feel he made it into a sound that became the blueprint for the entire first half of the 2010s um future Future would have undoubtedly ended up being Future in some extent, but man, that sound really jump started his career as well. Um, and for really for somebody who was really done making beats after like 2011, he he really uh, only uh, 2012 when I making hip hop beats. I know whenever one of his later projects was uh, my favorite Juicy J mixtape, Rubber Band Business too. Yes. I think that might have been 12, 13. Somewhere yeah. there. But yeah, yeah it, somewhere in there, no later than like 12, 2013 or so. Um, yeah, man. Because kind of his kind of, he fell from grace. And he's, he's popped up recently. Like he did a, a mixtape with uh, Currency three years ago. Yeah. But um, not to the extent that, that he was when he first came out. Yeah. he um And, and he... He made the choice. He actually produced something for Azalea Banks. Wow. Um, he made the decision to kind of leave the game randomly. Um, I, you know, it was weird. You know, we we, did, we definitely didn't see it coming. Um, but, you know, he, he just kind of flamed out. He was burnt out. Um, you know, in that, that time period, yeah, it looks like 20, 2010, 2011 was really his two main years. I mean, a nigga gave you hard in the paint, BMF, ham. Hustle Hard, Grocery Party, mm. Platinum, a.k.a. Lap Dance. Um, mm-hmm. That way, a round of applause. Nine piece. Um, I'm talking eight balls. Yes, sir. Uh, mm. Bake Sale. 
um, a few years later for Wiz. Um, a lot of shit for, for Juice Man. A lot of shit for 2 Chains. Um, obviously, all the, the aforementioned shit for Flocka. Uh, a track for Kibo Gotti, most importantly. There you go. But yeah, like, like when I said, like he did Rubber Man <clears throat> too, just Juicy J. Was, yeah, wasn't man. wasn't popping until he kind of came back on that on that sound and, and took that off and completely ran with that shit. Um, some some shit for Soldier Boy. Uh, nigga did Lights Out off There's No Competition too. One of my favorite songs on there. Um, shit off the Well Dones. You know he was just speaking of man. You want to talk about Well Dones? The, the Time Tiger had some some actual decently res, decent respect as a as a, as a he rapper. was respected. It it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was a wild time in life. Uh, you think right now it's a simulation. <laughs> oh, man. Please. I told you, uh, I told you uh, niggas uh, were requesting it and play. Niggas was down. I downloaded multiple Tiger mixtapes. Multiple. To multiple Tiger mixtapes. Um, so, some of the biggest songs to get off in the party were Don't Drop That Thun Thun and Snapbacks and Tattoos. Okay? It, w- it was rough. All right? I, I, rough times. I, I, I hated Snapbacks and Tattoos, even, even in the time. <laughs> um, but but either way um we got sidetracked but again just a tremendous time and and ross i think just had a few too many to clip honestly he was bullshitting i had him down i had chains up until the last five or so songs um where oh. ross kind of reeled off four out of the last five ended up winning for me but man chains really hung in there until he played big bank that was uh not expected at all um, I actually this was, might have been the first one I actually wrote down all the songs and like scored it that way, mm. and I didn't have it that I had it thirteen seven Ross. But oh, there nah. were a few kind of debatable rounds. Um, I, I would say though, eight out of the first ten were all preference. It all depended on what you like more. It wasn't really too many definitives. Hey, this song was that much better, that much greater than. Oh this. no, no, there wasn't any like there wasn't a whole bunch of saying. Okay, this is—I don't know why you even played this. Is this is the song is unbeatable? There wasn't a whole lot of automatic points uh, in this battle. There were a few, but it, yeah. this wasn't one of the battles where we've seen where it's uh, completely lopsided. This was a uh, going in. I, I think I had it. I want to say like twelve eight. I think I had it somewhere around where I actually scored it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's no disrespect to Chains because Chains, literally the showman, ever the showman, tr- tremendous showman, brought out brought out the the strippers using uh, face masks and participating in social distancing. There you um, go. Tremendous example to our society of, of how to enjoy yourself whilst whilst uh, employing safe protocols and behaviors. Um, also, he gave us um new song with Wayne, which you can ignore the Wayne part, but boy, am I a sucker for a 90 sample in a big band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. Moneymaker. Yes, it is called Moneymaker. Uh, take that, Luda. Um mm-hmm. You ain't deserve that. You you stole Ti's Grammy, son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, so uh, Two Chainz still giving his heat in 2020, and yeah. it, it is it is amazing to believe that he's been around for 15 years. Uh, yeah. We know he's old, but old shit, he's been around for 15 years. He's been Two Chainz for almost a decade. I remember when he first became Two Chainz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cody and Cowboy. Cody and Cowboy. No, he was Cowboy. Still, I think he was still tit then. He was tit on. He was tit. Yeah, so Cowboy, true. Yeah. True was the first. Um, because right, project. right before True Religion dropped, he was still going by like Titty Boy Two Chains in parentheses. Yeah. 
He, he called himself um, Titty Titty Two Chains a lot on the Cody and Cowboy mixtape. Yes, he did. That was the beginning, um, of, the beginning of the change. But um, but yeah, no, and it was just it was again it was another celebration. It took you back in time. It it, it galvanizes. It brought everybody together, just as mm-hmm. so many of these verses have done. Um, but it what it also displayed is Two Chains has as many hits, has more hits than most people's favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's probably Two Chains is probably. He he may be top five or six in terms of how many hits he has um, right now. And Rick Ross is a different breed. Um, you know, when that nigga gave a mm-hmm. shit like Aston Martin music and that devil in the new dress verse, which is one of the greatest mm-hmm. features of all time, if you ask me. That's, um, uh, that's one of the features where that's that's Ross's song. I mean, yeah. It is now. Um, <laughs> it's one of where, where instances you see where the feature artist completely takes the song over and it's now his song. Uh, he did the same thing with Fuck Me, You Know I Got It. He actually put that on a Mastermind. Mastermind. Yep. Yes, his own Fuck Me, You Know I Got It. And Ross um, had a tremendous habit of taking his verses off songs and making videos to it. Another one, uh, Make It Rain, Freestyle with Wale. Uh, Chef's Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hard in the Paint, which I mentioned a couple pods ago. That you had never heard, but another one, yeah. uh, 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 Lex Luger once again. Um, so overall, man, um, we talked about it all the time. We love Two Chains. Uh, Tawheed Epps is our motherfucking nigga. We've named our group chat after him multiple times. And Rick Ross, um, never nobody's favorite, but as consistent as they fucking get. Yeah, this um, is a, yeah, this was a proper showing kind of, uh, of, of where their levels and where they stand. Ross is essentially, I, I put him, he's a lead. They're both legends in their own respect. I, I mm-hmm. put Ross kind of in that second tier underneath like the heavy hitters, like your Jays and everybody else. He's on that second tier of MCs and changes right there on the top tier of MCs with hits and, and that type of era of, of, of sound. There's a great, great show for a great celebration for Bobo. Um, I'm still, I'm waiting on getting, uh, waiting on. Uh, French Montana, who needs to be in one sometime soon. He had one already. Did he? Mm-hmm. It wasn't an official one, wasn't was it? A, wasn't really an official one. This was a. Uh, this was in the the infancy of the quarantine. Infancy. Yeah. He had he had one with uh, he who shall not be named. Um, you remember? That? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I want a real versus though. Yeah, he yeah. deserves that that spotlight. He no, he really does. Um, um I I seen a clip of. I think it was Tim and, and Swizz talking about the one they have potentially lined up as one of the bigger ones yet. And it's about time that niggas have finally walked up Mount Olympus, knocked, on the, knocked on the double doors, Ooh. and have asked Soldier Boy to be in it. Because I'm telling y'all. Is, so, is Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow happening? No, they didn't say who it was. They just alluded to it being one of the biggest ones yet. But I'm saying if, if you're saying it's got to be one of the biggest ones yet, which means you, you got to get one of the biggest versus artists yet. And that nigga DeAndre Way, listen, 20 songs. Um, I, yeah, yeah, shit. Uh, we actually had a Soldier Boy battle in the works, so we may have to get that one off quick. But oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna fly out for that one because I, I, I need all that. Soldier, <laughs> I need Soldier Boy right there. Um, listen, uh, we talked about it. It's there are not too many niggas in the game. They got 20 songs that are better than uh, fucking Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy is washing a lot of niggas' favorite wow, a rappers. A lot of your favorites. Um, and, and, and a verse about Big Sean. 
out of here. Who? Right? <laughs> like it's um. Janae it, stands a better chance than that nigga. Facts. Um, it very well could be ugly. I just hope. Uh, Tim and Swiss have been excellent with the with the matchmaking. Um, for yeah. these verses, so I have complete faith that they'll get the right people in the room. Yeah, um, I'm saying I'm looking forward to. It. I'm no, no matter who it is, I'm gonna watch it, and I think this shit needs to kind of continue once quarantine and shit is, is kind of over as well. Because I, I love the format, I love the, yeah. the presentation of us getting getting two artists together, just playing some hits, man. And this is a, uh, it can I think it should kind of eventually once uh we kind of runs this course of people battling concerts. Oh. Concert, man. Listen, a concert, a concert where you got niggas going back to back, song for song. Uh-huh. Oh man! But it's gotta yeah. be, a, it's gotta be a concert like uh, we seen on Twitter. Everybody's got their little box. Man, them social di- social distance concert look quite lit. I mean, like, I've been wanting that at festivals for the longest anyway. Man, listen, main fights has almost gotten to at festivals, man. On some <sighs> bullshit, I would love nothing more than my little space and my uh my bottle of Alize. <laughs> Um, speaking of bottles of Alizé um, (laughs) your favorite pandering politician is on her way to the White House (laughs) (laughs) oh man Um, Kamala Harris ladies and gentlemen um, is Joe Biden's pick for VP and I want to (laughs) It's Stephen A. Voice. I want to make myself very clear. <laughs> okay. Um, I said the same thing on Twitter. Am I happy or excited about this ticket? Hell fucking Hell no. Hell no to the no, no, no. <laughs> um, RIP to that guy. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden, we know who the fuck Gummy Joe is. All right. My At nigga. this point. We don't need- damn. Even need to talk about it, Kamala Harris. Um, Nigga's a cop. So basically, we have an old nigga and a cop. But you know what that is? Better than Trump. All right. So mm-hmm. Kamala, listen. We've we've we already got all the think pieces. We don't fucking care. All right. We've already gotten. We know her voting history. We know how much she has contributed to the disenfranchisement of black people. Um, low-level black offenders in the state of California. We know. We don't have to go over it. Once again, what's pissing me off, bro, is niggas acting like there's an alternative. Right. There is no alternative. Right. Yeah. There are two options here. <laughs> there's either vote with a, a grain of salt and knowing this isn't the perfect tandem that you wanted, or there's vote for the nigga who's in office right now, or there's the third option of not voting at all. Which is that's which it. is essentially voting for the nigga that's in office. And I, you know, we are we're not happy, but we're not happy about anything in 2020. Don't you understand? That? <laughs> so, yeah. right. You got you to be um, mature enough to, to put up with, with not being completely thrilled and appeased by what's going on with the bugging bigger yeah. issue. I mean, this nonchalance, all, the same people, um, you know, who said that they weren't excited or weren't going to go vote for Hillary in 2016 is the, that nonchalance and, and indifference is what led to Trump getting into office thinking my vote's not going to matter. I don't particularly care. So I'm going to abstain. There is no abstention. That's it. No. These are your choices. And interestingly enough, all the Twitter hotels have been out in force talking about, Oh, 
Y'all gonna vote for Kamala? Y'all gonna vote for... I have not seen not one individual, famous or obscure, give any type of halfway logical explanation for what they plan to do if they're not gonna vote. So what is the... Tell me what the alternative (laughs) is to not voting for either of them too. Yeah, sure. What are you going to do? Sure, I'll listen. I'll listen to what you got to say if you if you, <laughs> if you come through with something logical. Am I going to follow your advice? No, because it's dumb as no. shit. No, because I'm I'm a mature thinking individual that knows there are two options here. One option is going to continue to make this country worse, and the other one could potentially get it better, or or at least not allow our our, our country to further devolve into to what it is. So I found it ain't, it ain't listen, y'all. It ain't gonna get no worse. Okay, and at, at, you know, at, at this point, man, it's like you know, you got all these people talking about, oh, see, that's why we we in the position we in now because y'all don't make people earn y'all votes. Y'all just be going out and voting for whoever just because they Democrat. But blah, blah, blah. the baby just came out and said, "You gotta be a motherfucking fool to think I ain't gonna vote for Kanye." We didn't ask, all right. That's why we like little baby better than you. Okay, <laughs> fuck out of here. Actual babies now. Now, now my, my actual baby is better than baby. But um, um, I, found, and, and, I found a tweet that kind of. Encompasses kind of my, my feelings exactly. Shout out to uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca is dope. She said, I have yes. my own feelings about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. However, they both have my support in the election. My personal feelings are more important than the betterment of this country as a whole. So truly, I hope they win and burn this current administration to the ground. That's it. Point blank period. That's, it, that, that's all. That's, that's, that's all this shit comes down to. Like, again, we don't need your think pieces. We don't need, um, you know, people to fan the flames of uh, of abstention because again people love ignoring history and they love manipulating past events you know to try to fit their current hotep agendas to basically make themselves sound smart when they really don't know what the fuck they're talking about and taking advantage of people who don't actually do the fucking re- research so at the end of the day man like y'all love uh talking about you know oh i am i am I'm my ancestors. I am the spirit of Fred Hampton. I am the spirit of Stokely Carmichael. Okay, was Stokely Carmichael ever out here telling niggas not to fucking vote because he didn't like the candidates? No. I don't, I don't, I don't remember seeing that speech. Uh, I, I may have missed it. <laughs> uh, granted, I may have missed it, but I, I can't recall it off the top of my head. And for all the people who have been screaming about fucking change, you got to understand Yes, this system is not just flawed. The system is broken. Yes, the system needs to be dismantled. But in order to dismantle the system, you have to get people in place who can do that. And in or, the fucking or in the mean, actively oppose yes. that. Yeah. And this is we live in a representative democracy. All right. For the niggas that didn't pay attention in history class, we live in a representative democracy. That means we don't get to directly vote on laws and procedures or and 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 supreme court rulings we vote for elected officials we appoint elected officials who make those decisions so if you are not going to vote if you're so anti-trump and you're so anti-biden and kamala how is anything how's anything going to change how is anything going to happen at the at the end of the motherfucking day to dig out of the hole you have to start somewhere and if you yep. think that Biden and Kamala aren't a start, then you're a fucking idiot. All right? You don't have to like them. I don't like either of them. Okay? Yeah, so, <laughs> like, and it hurts me especially because that's the hometown guy. And it's uh, every time he opens his mouth with some shit. And, you know, we... 
it's it's really your duty if you truly want to see change and truly want to are, are tired of seeing what is happening with this country these past uh, four four years now three and a half years four years then it's your, it's your responsibility to to vote against the current party and current administration. That's it. And I saw uh, another tweet that encapsulated my feelings perfectly. Y'all don't hate Trump enough for me. Straight up. Niggas will complain this, about Trump all day and then turn around and, and we have a, a, a viable uh, opposition say, no, well, well they're, they're not perfect. I, I don't think I can, I don't know if I can vote for them. And get kind of, like, fuck, fuck out of here, nigga. Man, man listen. Um, this Trump is not Mitt Romney. Um, Trump is not John McCain. Trump yeah, can, is not even George Bush. No, I'm going to let chill. <laughs> the tequila's hitting. I almost made a very crude <laughs> John McCain joke. Uh, here we go. Um, this nigga is a different breed of evil. As if niggas even needed to state this or restate oh, yeah, like, this like, at this point. Like, we've all seen what's going on. And, and the fact that we're even having this conversation to people who think otherwise uh, is fucking insane. It's fucking insane. And... And also, you know, something else that, you know, people aren't considering Kamala Harris is she's a panderer. She may be a cop. She is. She is a black woman. She is a woman of color. And this is a very fucking significant moment that I refuse. You're not about to catch me on social media uh, downplaying, disrespecting um, another black woman who has the potential to do something historic. It goes back to the whole, you know, Megan Thee Stallion thing. I'm not comparing Kamala, got that Kamala Harris. Uh, maybe. Um, I'm not comparing uh, Kamala Harris to, to Megan Thee Stallion. But what I am saying is y'all niggas find every way to either, again, overtly or subtly hate on women in positions of power. And you're not about to catch me doing that. You're not about to catch me downplaying this woman, man. She is doing a tremendous thing and has the potential to be the first not just black woman, the first woman in the White House. And that is a big fucking deal. And at the end of the day, you know, again, if this was Cory Booker instead of Kamala Harris, y'all wouldn't be talking the same shit that y'all talk about her. Cory Booker got his faults too. He got the, some of the same faults that she got. Yeah, and I've seen that nigga who wasn't looking pretty. I don't know. Talking about for a nigga that can't hoop like that. Um, and most importantly, man, understand something when it comes to Kamala Harris. And this really, really needs to be stated very clearly and very concisely. She is not Obama. Okay? She is not your hopes and your dreams. Obama was a unicorn. Super unique. Once in a, once our, in a lifetime individual. Our, our, once again, our, our beautiful biracial angel. Um, uh. Not... Not just Obama, but the entire Obama family, okay? Is... Shout out to Kenya. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, it's, this is a man who was caring and consistent in his care from the second that he stepped into public office all the way through his two terms in the White House. His voting record, spotless. His civil rights record, spotless. All of that shit. Was he perfect? Absolutely not. No. But... He is someone who, not only that, but he inspired and galvanized people in a way that we have not seen since FDR, okay? So, at the end of the day, man, like, Obama was special, and he was a different type of special. It is unfair 
to try to hold Kamala Harris up to that same standard because Obama's not just an amazing black person. He's an amazing person. He is as good of a person as you will ever see in politics. Politicians are the fucking worst. And they can, All right, and they so, can play basketball. That's a big indicator of, of how good he is. Yes, um, absolutely. And unlike Cory Booker. So um, don't hold Kamala to that, that standard. That's unfair to Obama. It's unfair to Kamala. And it's unfair to black people as a whole because that's what white people do. White people are comparing Kamala to Obama just because they're black. There's absolutely no similarities between those two. Nope. So you understand that, you know, especially if Joe Biden gets in his White House, who knows if that man makes it four years? Definitely won't make it eight. So oh, um, Kamala Harris could be president one day soon. Yeah. Understand the significance of the moment and most importantly, understand this oppressive establishment that they're trying to fucking dismantle. Right. Trump has done more damage in four years than anybody has done ever. He has repealed so many um, protections, so many programs, so many, um, you know, um, uh, 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 just protections under the law for black people, for people of color, for poor people, for, um, you know, the LGBTQ, sure, yeah, LGBTQ community. Yeah, yep. Um, for, um, you know, things that combat housing discrimination and medical discrimination and financial discrimination, um, wage gaps, all that shit. And he has undone all of it in four years. I shudder to think what he could do it in another four. We might be back in chains. True. And niggas just, he's certain if you're, and if you're one of these motherfuckers who love America, this niggas turn America into a fucking laughing stock. Laughing stock. Nobody respects us. Not even France. I mean, fucking France, man. Um, so shout to France. Shut bro. the fuck up again. Um, again for the third time. Shut the fuck up. Don't want to hear your think piece. Yep. Don't don't want to see you <clears throat> on social media trying to influence other dumb niggas. All right, not in the fucking mood. Go out, uh, mail uh, by mail by absentee at the fucking polls. You go out and vote. Also, let's talk about fucking that. This nigga's trying to destabilize the whole USPS. That's that, that, that's insane. Like like for for him, like you said, speaking to, to all the, the programs he's dismantled and, and uh, repealed. This this is a this is just a simple ploy and tactic for him to kind of control um, and suppress votes. Uh, and it's going off like like, like a T. Like it's it's uh, and it's working. Civil too. rights era voter suppression we are seeing across the board across the whole country not just in the south okay we're talking about trying to dismantle the u.s postal service the institution has been around as long as fucking time in this country um active voter suppression again mail-in voting again which has been around for as long as voting has been around Mm -hmm. basically all damn near trying to invalidate that or get rid of that you feel me? Like yeah. this shit is this shit is different. Also, he's gonna cheat. Also, even if he loses, there's a good chance that he may not go quietly. Oh, we can end absolutely up. Absolutely not. It, it, uh, we may be locked in a full ass civil war come January twentieth. So to make sure that that happens, all right, y'all make sure y'all get y'all votes in. Y'all shut the fuck up and y'all put this y'all push. This direction, this country, in the direction that it needs to go. Not saying that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are our saviors. Not saying that they are the fucking Green Ranger who's going to come and save the rest of us and uh, you know restabilize the Power Rangers. But they are going to make sure that we have the opportunity to get more local politicians in place, 
more mayors in place, more, um, you know, elected government officials in place that can do that fucking work. Also, man, we live in a fucking country where the GOAT, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, we are praying that she can survive cancer for the second time and make it to January before Trump appoints a new Republican Supreme Court nominee that will literally erase 65 years of civil rights efforts. Straight up. It's uh, because what is the, the court at now? Is it, is it uh, five, five, three? Where, yeah. Where's the court at now? I know, I know the conservatives kind of have the, the, the edge, but. Losing, yeah, but uh, but but, but 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 uh, John Roberts be kind of flip flop. See, he, he a little little shaky, oh, bush, <laughs> bush pointy ass nigga. But um, yeah, yeah so uh, since it boils down to, they're not Joe and, and Kamala aren't the, the best option, but they're not Trump. You know what I mean, they're not Trump. That's what it boils down to for me. And um, supply you said earlier, support USPS. I was literally on their site earlier this morning, <laughs> but buy some merch. Um, <laughs> they got merch. They got they got a couple little t shirts, little hoodies and shit. Um, I, I might double back, uh, depending on how this tequila hit tonight, and, and grab some merch to support you. Because um, I ain't mailing shit. I mean, <laughs> nah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, you can't just be mailing niggas peanuts. Can't be mailing niggas peanuts. Facts. And uh, um, I sent the letter since uh, since Nam. So <laughs> shout out, shout out to uh, Delroy Lindo. Um. So, I I I, I watch I watch that club team once a day. Good luck to him, man. He's got a, he's got a big up playoff upcoming. Um, <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how he does. Uh, beautiful segue because we are niggas, so we watch basketball. And I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Um, dude, the NBA bubble has been more entertaining and more exciting than anything we could have ever imagined. Um, I don't know why. I think part of me thought that these niggas may just take it easy or this shit was going to be out here looking like glorified scrimmages. Um, these niggas are playing every game like they're the fucking NBA finals. And I almost think that the lack of fans makes it more pure because it ain't, you know, we not well, with the exception of Devin Booker, you're not seeing that many bad calls and you get to see these niggas just go out there and play and see you know, fuck the calls, fuck the, the home court bias, fuck the fans, you know, because obviously the crowd's very influential. Who are the best players on the planet? And it's been clear throughout these past couple weeks that the best player on the planet is TJ Warren. Alex and we, and, and we never would have known that if it wasn't for the bubble. Uh, TJ has fallen off completely. Um, he's a bum. The best player on the planet is, uh, aside from Alex Crusoe, the vision aside, best player on the planet is, is, is Damian Lillard and it's Devin Booker. Um, um, if there if there was a bubble MVP, it would be Damian Lillard. Um, yeah, I was looking. Uh, there was a stat that I was looking at earlier comparing him and Book. I think it was Dame was averaging thirty seven and nine. Book was averaging like thirty one and six or something like that. But Dame came to the bubble with a mission, man. Like you said, whoa, whoa, whoa. hey, 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 a little shaky, a little shaky. You're going in and out. Can't hear nothing Excuse you're saying. Now. I don't, know what, I don't know what just happened. Yeah. Um, but I was. <laughs> I There's some wolves in the zone. Um, but I was saying, I was looking at a stat and it said Dame was averaging like 37 and 9 since coming to the bubble. I think Book was at like 31 and 6 or something like that. But y'all, y'all seen the tweets. Y'all seen the, the mm-hmm. when, when, she, uh, when you came over for Netflix and chill. Dame didn't come down here for no reason. That nigga, that nigga did not come to play. Um, he ain't come over for no reason, man. And 
Damian Lillard, man. Uh, oh, honestly, oh my, my favorite B plus player on the planet, man. I, 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 I'm telling you, nigga, when you need when you need um, some clutch jumpers uh, and some regular season games that don't matter, that's your man. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm talking ISO Sick Joe man. levels of clutch, my boy. Um, gosh, man, what, you know when he hangs it up with uh, you know that two. Um, all-star games that he was actually chosen to be in. Um, he is going to be he he's going to be a great listen, a listen great here, Hall of Fame alternate. I've had, I'm telling you, I've had it with the damn Sunday. You've been in the group <laughs> chat, and I and I've kept quiet. I haven't said what I what I, what I truly felt, but I was saving it for here. <laughs> Dame has been my favorite point guard in the league for <sighs> some time. Um, and he did, sure. Do you buy shoes though? Is he really your favorite point guard? If you don't buy shoes. shoes, unless my favorite player is uh, uh, Sam Harachi or uh, <laughs> or Dylan Dylan Air Force One. <laughs> then I buy your shoes. But um, Dame is a stud, man. Um, to uh, Ernestine's husband got on uh, Beyonce's internet and decided to to to, to spread lies and untruths about um, Damien. But um, you just said something about skipping Ernestine. You went out again. Didn't catch oh, it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But I said yes. Uh, it's a shame Ernestine's husband got on Beyonce's internet. Yeah. To uh, slander my man Dame. But um, Dame is by far one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, clear A minus player, perhaps even an A. But yeah, in his time in the bubble with his team, um, out of the playoff picture, but has a chance to get in. He's taking his game to another level, and it's incredible yeah. to see. <clears throat> um, Damian Lillard, no, in, in all seriousness, he has always been a guy who I really liked. I mean, he's it's not too many players in the league that are more fun to watch than Damian Lillard. Um, literally has the second longest range in the league, you know, after Steph. And obviously, we haven't seen Steph this year. He didn't have Steph range this season. Um, honestly, this is the best year that Damian Lillard has had, but playing on a not so great team um, and being on the West coast, they kind of gets lost a little bit. Um, there's nothing more rewarding as a sports fan than to be able to watch an already great player, take the next step in real time. And we have had the opportunity to do that and, and witness that with Dame in the bubble. Um, he's always been very good. You know, sometimes, you know, bad luck with, with injuries or, you know, uh, issues with teammates and, um, but you're talking about a guy who has two game winners to win playoff series um, in his career. I don't know anybody else, including the LeBrons and the Kawhis and whatnot, who have that um, to their resume. And he is someone who has, you know, really hit his prime. Um, and in the bubble, man, you know, there's nobody better when they're slighted um, than Dame Lillard. Our last two games, I think he has – Jesus, something like 60 points in the fourth quarter. Something ridiculous like that. Um, I know it's, I think it was 112 total in yeah, two games, uh, which is insane. Um, to uh, just re- literally unguardable, talking about pick him up at full court, high school um, type of shit. And he is taking that next step. And, um, you know, quite frankly, after, you know, that debacle against Golden State, you know, minus KD last year, he is motivated. He's motivated by, the the loss to Golden State. He's motivated by the fact that he's only been elected to one All Star team. He's motivated what? by Pat Pat Bev and and um, PG. Uh, what he, he's only been he, he's only been voted into one. 
He's played in five All-Star games. He, he, only, he only got voted into one, maybe as, two. I'm so as, serious. As a starter? No, period. No, he's, playing, he's been an alternate the past, like, three years. Okay. Yeah, well, that's not – like, only ten people are named – are selected. It's more than ten. It's only ten people are selected as by the coaches. Everybody, or, or ten people are selected by the fans. The stars are selected by the fans. Listen. Everybody else is named by the coaches. Dave has been – an all-star. I, no, no. I mean niggas who made the all-star team without somebody getting fucking injured. Yeah. Or he's replaced. Been he's been that. Don't make me pull up. He's done teams. it twice. That's not true. That's not true at all. Okay. We'll agree to disagree right here. I'll send, you, I'll send you the stats later on. All right. It, 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 either way, man, um, he's motivated by Pat Bev and PG. He's motivated by fuck-ass Skip. Um, this is... He's got literally a planet-sized chip on his shoulder, and he is not somebody that Wes's Lakers want to see in the first round. Not saying that they're going to lose, but it's going to be a hell of a dogfight. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something I've been, I've been looking forward to um, with fear these past uh, week and a half or so because, like I said, Dane's my favorite point guard. I love seeing him go off, but him playing better and them having a chance to make the playoffs to play my favorite team is uh, it's fucking scary because now they're they're fully healthy. The, the reason why they're in the, even in the eight seed conversation to begin with is that they were hurt in the majority of the year, um, but now they're full, almost fully healthy. Dane's playing out of his fucking mind. Mello um, is playing is back playing incredible. Out of Mello, man. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But um, I saw the NBA kind of dropped a couple bubble rules or not bubble rules, but uh, some rules regarding guests because right now there are no guests. Or family yeah. in the bubble. It's just team and team personnel. But as teams kind of get eliminated moving forward, teams are going to start allowing some family and friends of the players to uh, answer the yes, bubble. Yes, Jules. So you said it this time. Here we come. I didn't say it this time. LeBron, Mav, <laughs> uh, Randy, get your boy. Oh, well, man. I was saying something. I was reading something. NBA said uh, they're going to allow four people per player plus some kids. That don't seem... Oh, it's not safe at all. This is this is the only this is the instance where because right now as at this point the NBA has had zero cases of corona. Yeah, from anybody team. So team you personnel. wait until we get about to get to the playoffs yeah. to start letting niggas in. Hey man, these these players have been in the bubble for quite some time, and imagine they haven't had any yeeks. I don't know if the. Uh, how the uh, housekeeping department or how the... Uh... Man, listen, them housekeepers getting their backs blown the fuck out yeah. multiple times a night. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to assume, but uh, it's reasonable to think that that is a, is a possibility. But, um, so yeah, the, the family's coming in. I, I guess, man, this is the, this is going to be the real test because like I said, ain't, ain't, there haven't been any positive tests so far, but now you're bringing in multiple people from all over the country to one uh, confined area. Um, and obviously, I, I can see families. Y'all talking about close friends? What the yeah. fuck? I'm not bringing JR into the bubble. It's not well, happening. Well, okay, you and JR are good because you guys have an established uh, relationship. You can't bring anybody who you just know oh, through no, social ooh, media. No new niggas in the bubble? I kind of no like that. In the bubble. I kind of like that. <laughs> that was that was the rules. Like you can't, you can't, I, think, I forget the exact quote, but it's like you can't bring uh, people you only know through social media or something like that. Uh, okay. Either way, that's, that's a horrible that's a, idea. That's a wild ass. That's a wild time we live in. That you even just say something like that. Uh, yes, no new niggas in the bubble. Um, I, so a lot of 
Um, a lot of fun shit we've watched. We have watched um, uh, uh, fucking Memphis fall apart. Uh, we've watched uh, the New Orleans Pelicans uh, completely shit the bed. Um, mm-hmm. We have watched other teams streak and uh, kind of keep up some of their momentum from the regular season. Toronto's been great. Um, so much better than anybody could have expected. But I, they got to be the best team ever after losing like a the Hall final, of Famer and not finals repl- MVP and, and, and not replacing them the next yeah, year. No, we've I, seen we've seen teams lose great players and, and replace them and still be kind of good, but never just be like, oh yeah, LeBron's gone and um you know uh, fucking Demar Johnson's gonna step up and remember, lead us I to the Eastern Conference Finals. I remember Samardo Samuels. Oh I man, Samardo Samuels, the Alonzo G years. I remember, but um yeah, this that's why I had uh, Nick Nurse's Coach of the Year. Gotta be for what he's been able to do with them boys losing, like you said, uh, a top twenty-five player of all time, and not yeah. replacing them at all, and coming back with an even better record than they had at this point about, last season. How about, how about Bubble Fred Van Vliet? Jesus, yeah, these yeah, niggas been hooping. This, this, he's still this is still not a fresh, fresh son having Fred Van Vliet, but it's close. <laughs> then they got a son last year in the playoffs and went insane. Um, who else going crazy? Yeah, both going crazy. Uh, we, t- we talked about TJ Warren. He got locked up by Jimmy Butler. But before that, my goodness, um, mm-hmm. I've like I, I've always hated TJ Warren. Never been a fan of him. Um, never liked his game. But um, that nigga just just decided randomly that he was the best player on his team. Uh, yeah. the best player on the team with Oladipo and Miles Turner. Um, it's his team now. So, congratulations to you, TJ Warren. Pretty much. Um, who else been balling? Oh, my nigga. Uh, 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 Luca and Porzingis. Oh, Luca. Yeah, they been. I seen the stat earlier. Uh, they were talking about the most uh, point improvement from pre-bubble to bubble, and Porzingis up this shit by like eleven points. I mean, we all know Porzingis can hoop. He ain't really been healthy fully for the last two years, but that nigga again, um, as Deez and Miro called him a unicorn. That nigga is is incredible. Alabaster Ewing. Yes, sir. Nah, yeah, watching the game last night, he's catching the ball from thirty feet, and just rising up. Not Crazy. Even about it. The I, 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 I mean, when, when them niggas get like you know a few more um, sufficient options around them, they gonna be a problem for the next decade. Yeah one one day I gotta I gotta get into a uh, I need uh, Bill Simmons to have me on so we can one make racist impressions of me. But two, so I can speak about how <laughs> Luca is in- incredible because he's an entire offense by himself at 21 years old. Man, Luca, Luca is the most talented white guy, not named Pistol Pete Maravich, that I've ever seen. First of all, he's not a white guy. <laughs> he's Slovenian. Okay. We have, we have, we have uh, in the NBA, you know, we only call white guys the white Americans. Yeah, true. I'm sorry. Um, but another guy going crazy is uh, pray for pray for the cops, Michael Porter Jr. Oh God, um, yeah. He really yeah. has been, and, and yeah. I mean, we, like we same, know. <laughs> in that same stat, I was talking about Porzingis, the number one guy who raised his point was Michael Porter Jr. I think he was averaging, I think seven before the bubble, and I think he's averaging twenty four now or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, and you talking about the guy that would have been the number one pick, um, in the draft if not for his injury, uh, last year or in his last year of college. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't want to give him a shout out. I uh, also don't want to give a shout out to Jonathan Isaacs. Um, I'm sorry. I know he's a man of God and everything, and I respect that, but you are literally the only nigga. And, and if you think that it ain't some prejudiced niggas in the league, then you got me fucked up. But 
Mm-hmm. You are the only nigga in the NBA. Not only did not kneel, but did not wear, you know, any type of, you know, T-shirt or any symbol of unity as well. And the nigga blew out his knee in the second game. I mean, wasn't upset. I really like Jonathan Isis as a young developing player, but come on, bro. Like, read the room, nigga. Yeah, I mean, I respect him kind of standing on what he, uh, what he believes in, but at a certain point, uh, it's, it's kind of kind of bigger than you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, so Terry Crews is going to spend some time uh, recovering, unfortunately oh, for him. Oh boy, um, that man was almost that man's in conversation for all defense, second team all defense. I I really uh, do like him. I just I don't understand, especially since he didn't really have any retort for why yeah, he, he wasn't kneeling or why he decided not to, you know, endorse any um, messages of social activism if, yeah. if, if he had a, again just like with kamala and Biden, if you got an answer i will hear it out if mm-hmm. you don't have an answer then you're just a coon so that's it yeah well you hate to see it yeah but uh yeah i hate to see it <laughs> you hate to see it but yeah so the bubble kind of right now we're winding down to the to the final playoffs we got a, a, two more days a day uh, i think so i think we played tomorrow yeah a day or two Okay. But uh, then we got playoffs. Think start kicking in next week. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, a- 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 after the plan. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the plan situation. I think it's a f- the full. I think I want to say like seven. I don't know. Full week, nigga. Yeah. All these days are the same. But yes. I think this is going to be one of the the more uh, competitive playoffs we've seen. How fucking fun! I mean, Teams we talked about it. About traveling. No, mm-mm. no travel days. Again, no, no um, home court advantage, which is. Everything in the NBA playoffs. Um, none of that shit. <laughs> none of that shit. And we really and again, yeah, the guys have been, you know, have played eight games to kind of get back in a rhythm. But at the end of the day, still, we're still talking about, um, you know, the shortened season being very much so um, benefiting the young guys and benefiting, you know, teams like, um, you know, uh, Dallas and Portland and teams with, you know, some uh, less mileage on their legs than, let's say, a Lakers or a Clippers especially. Clippers I am concerned about. Nah, they going to be straight. They, 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 they're beating Denver right now. Um, um, yeah, it's so, tough to see kind of teams coming off. Everybody everybody had a four – everybody had essentially an offseason. Yeah. Um, the four-month break between between games, which is, which is an offseason. So these are essentially kind of like preseason games. Yeah, pretty much. Now. So it's going to be very interesting to see, but I think this is going to lead to uh, one of the most competitive playoffs we've seen between everybody. So who you got? Uh, let's take the Lakers out of the equation because you're a homer. If the Lakers were not a part of the equation, who would you have meeting in the finals? Uh, then it would be baseball season, my brother. Yankees <laughs> in first place. You feel me? Um, uh, if, 20, 27 fucking rings, bro. Soon to be 28. You know what I'm saying? I'm Clint Frazier back in this bitch. Um, so if Lakers were out, my finals pick would be had to be Clippers Bucks. Um, Clippers Bucks, okay. Uh, in the East, the Bucks clearly the best team. Um, they've been play, they played the best um, prior to the bubble. They haven't played great in the bubble, uh-huh. but I think kind of when it doubles, when it, when it shit kind of boils down, I think they are ready to. When it boils down, uh, you just a T.O. nigga. <laughs> Bitches tell you that you look just like a Creole nigga. It's like Creole nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they're ready. They, they took their lumps last year. Um, I think they're ready to kind of take their nips into the championship. And as far as the Clippers go, the Clippers are the most talented team in the league. 
Um, yes, by yes, far. Are. So I think kind of if the Lakers aren't in the picture, they'll get their shit together, and they're just so much better than everybody else in the conference that they'll uh, that they'll just make it through. Yeah, um, I would have to agree with that assessment because right now this is the story. This is when well, the league is put the Lakers back in your prediction as well. Uh, this it might is not the, change, but go ahead. This is um this is the league is in in transition and normally that's a bad time you know it's usually a bad thing for ratings and there's not as many superstars and you know the guys you know who have been carrying the league on their backs for the last decade are getting up there um and going to be phased out soon but uh this period of transition is particularly fr- fruitful and particularly beautiful honestly and the reason why I agree with that Bucks Clippers assessment including if the Lakers are still there, uh, clips to the finals. Um, it's because we have a lot of great young teams that are a year away from being ready. Um, I think that I love Miami. They are not quite there. They need a little bit more time. Same thing for Boston. Toronto has been excellent, and, and you know, they're going to start losing pieces soon, but um, still – more competitive than anybody could imagine. Um, Denver, Denver are my guys. I expect Denver to be there every year, damn near for the next seven, eight years. They are so young, so talented. Jokic, uh, Bo Bo, who's not even fucking playing. Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, um, all of these great options and uh, these great pieces, and they're going to be a problem starting next year. But next year is not this year. They're not quite there yet. Um, so I think kind of process of elimination, uh, kind of in a war of attrition, the Bucks are, you know, best coached, most well-rounded, um, got the arguably second best player in the world. They'll be there. And then, you know, the Battle of L.A. We'll see if uh, Alex Caruso can uh, hold it together down the stretch when that nigga needs to hit a corner three to send the Lakers to the finals. Let's see what he got. My boy literally took one team. He took, he missed, he took one shot last game, missed it, but was still a plus 21 in 20 minutes. That nigga's a fucking gun. I'm telling y'all, when we get to these goddamn playoffs, it's going to be him showing out. He's going to get all the hoes. You see how Rihanna was already looking at him. And then <laughs> where, where can you go from there? You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah, sure, nigga. Um, he's no deli. I'll tell you that. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Um, You're right. He doesn't have his own shoe. That's a fact. You probably wear Kelly's right shoe. now. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't ever disrespect me like that. So you, and you, and, you and Cole probably match them up together. When y'all play. <laughs> Nigga, this is my block. It's <laughs> my block. Patch voice. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, the bubble has been exceptional, and it's only going to get better come playoff time. It is literally the bubble along with versus has been – the peak of quarantine and we probably would be dead without them. So thank you very much. Speaking and then going right from bubble to uh which is a sport that's flourishing and, and doing well to a sport that's not flourishing and, and does not look like it's going gonna, gonna go off is a uh, college football. Yeah not looking too good uh for college football. Um so yeah we've had um a lot of different things have come out over the past week. First, it was a good old flashes in the Mac um, with Mac play getting canceled. The first Division One FBS conference to schedule or to cancel 
their season and then um two power conference conferences yesterday with the big 10 and the pac 12 um just deciding like nigga this shit ain't safe and then but then of course you got the good old boys the acc and sec mm-hmm. That's show, um, show you right we, um, we, we we playing ball down here boy uh, those universities were literally built on the backs of slave labor. You think they give a fuck about a pandemic? You'll find no argument for me. Bella. <laughs> um, so it, it's yeah. going to be real interesting to see how things get shifted uh, because, I mean, there's not going to be a college football season. I don't – the ACC and the SEC aren't going to end up playing either. There's not going to be no. a college football season. Uh they really want to do the spring ball shit. Um, Ohio State coach Ryan Day wants to start in January, um, which is I nigga, you might as well play now if that's the case. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer said it is absolutely. There's no way that's going to happen because you're going to be asking kids to play two seasons in a calendar year, which I agree is absolutely that's outrageous. Insane. That's crazy. Um, but. Uh, the, the NCAA uh, basketball is like, nigga, we have a March Madness regardless. So y'all can figure out whatever the fuck y'all want to do. Um, I've seen a lot of talks of a college basketball bubble. I think it's like the huh? 396 college basketball teams and like 48 regional bubbles or something. I, I, didn't, I didn't see anything about that. Yeah. yeah. That so, is, uh... ne- so nearly 400 teams in it's like 48 or 56 like different bubbles, bubbles. essentially. Um, which I guess is cool, but how they gonna go to class? Yeah, see, yeah, that, you're literally just committing to to playing ball, which is essentially what niggas do for the most part, anyway. Uh, but, not not at a New Jersey Institute of Technology. I I, I don't know, man. Niggas, <laughs> niggas can't go uh can't go ten and ten and twenty in the uh, Eastern niggas conference. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I think they're still in the EC, ENC still, but um, yeah. Now that'd be very interesting to see because that's a, that's asking a lot from a lot, a lot of teams, um, and a lot a lot from cities and the regions that are hosting those bubbles to do. I don't Absolutely. think that's really feasible. Um, like I said, you said I don't think there's going to be a football season, college football season. I'm pretty skeptical as well as in the NFL season as well. Um, the teams do have a lot of money to get tests done and, and do things like that and, and to practice safe protocols. But it's just a fucking lot, man. And we don't know. The thing is, like, we don't know about the virus. We don't know the extent that if you get the virus mm-hmm. and you beat it, what, what are the lingering effects? What are the lasting effects that are going to kind of stay with it? We just don't know enough about the virus itself, I think, to kind of safely conduct sports without a bubble to the magnitude that the NBA has got. So it's going to be very interesting Absolutely. moving forward to kind of see what's, fuck, what's, what's cracking. Um, so I, you know, we'll see everything is honestly, I didn't think that there was going to be an NBA season of any sort. So I, you know, when there's money on the line, niggas will find a way to make it work. Even if it comes at the behest of the people who are actually playing. And that is why, uh, y'all need to go out and fucking vote again, but, uh, wrapping it up this week in lieu of a top five, uh, there have been quite a few special accomplishments by the brighter folks in the black community. So back by popular demand, the light skin power rankings. Uh, you like to go back and forth. Uh, I got, I don't know, two maybe. So you go ahead. You start. Yeah, I got three in an honorable mention. Um, my honorable mention, I said it when we did our initial light skin power rankings. 
Yes. And it holds true today. This individual will have to do something completely egregious to fall out of my, my like uh, be a pedophile groomer. To fall out of my, uh, you broke okay. up my hair, said, um, <laughs> to fall out of yeah. my uh, my rankings. And that nigga is Drake. Yes, um, Drake, he's done absolutely nothing as of late. But that wait a minute, matter. wait a minute. You must not have downloaded that popcorn album. Oh, I, I did not. <laughs> so, Drake, Drake, how, how much how much Drake is there on there? Two songs. Okay. Um, yeah, he's got, so it's him and popcorn, and then him popcorn and a uh, party party around the corner. Um, oh. So yeah, he's got he's got two songs on the new popcorn album, which is just enough for me to keep him in my uh, light skin power rankings. There you go. Um, so then my third in light skin power rankings is Beyonce. Yes, um, Beyonce is uh, actually is actually my number two. So all right, so then Where's you me? might as well get into it. Okay, my, uh, my number two we've already. My number two, I'm gonna talk about my number two. My number two is Kamala Harris. Um, we talked about yeah. her extensively, but go ahead and and, and knock out Beyonce. Um, so, uh, I have, um, making her, um, an initial foray into the light skin power rankings at number five, I actually have Mulatto. Um, why? Because she watched the video. That's it. Only reason. Number five. Fair. Um, number four. Number four, uh, is actually, I do have Fred Van Vliet. Um, number three, Devin Booker. Um, he also has a shot. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Dev Booker is my number one. Um, okay. Because he's in ball and he's light skinned. And he, uh, he, and, and he, has, a, with, he has a shot, yeah. shot at a Kardashian. Yes. He might get yes, back. Indeed. He might get back with Kendall. That's his old work. God damn. Kendall, Kendall be running through these niggas. God damn. For real. They was at, uh, I believe it was Coachella together. Yes. Um, um, so Kamala's my number one. We, we've spoken about Kamala. So let's go with. Um, be, actually, no, fuck that. Beyonce's number one. She's Beyonce. So, um, Beyonce is number one in my book because she is, A, she is Beyonce. A, she was able to produce another child that looks exactly like Blue. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is is an incredible feat. Um, Second, uh, also, uh, in case anything ever goes wrong, she gets a lot of Jay-Z's money. Um, That's cool. Uh, And she don't even need that. And she don't don't even need that. Um, Also, what else? Uh, Her mom is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. her, her her best sis- friend her Kelly Rowland is fine. Her sister's fine. Solange is fine. Uh, yeah, just a lot of wins. Speaking uh, of Solange, um, yeah. Shout out to her and uh, shout out to Johnson Family Vacation. Yes. Um. So, yeah. It's, it's a great movie. Her, Chad, uh, Cedric, Vanessa. Yeah, but uh, Bow Wow gonna have to pull out um the song from the Family Reunion as his number twenty. Um, it's the only way. Hmm. And that's, um, and, that's, and that's your quote unquote prince of the O Town. Continue. <laughs> but uh, most importantly, Beyonce released a stunning visual album, um, Black is King, on uh, Disney Plus. And Disney Plus desperately needs the content. I'm about to unsubscribe to that shit. But um, a beautiful, absolute, I mean, the imagery, so, 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 so powerful. Speaking of, No Name actually came out and criticized it. Um, and that's when niggas said, fuck No Name. Sorry, right, enough's, <laughs> enough's enough, No Name. I, I, she, had a good, she had a good interview with Deez Samara. I was like, you know what? You might yeah, have a point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, you know, it, there were, I, I, I saw a lot of criticism, but it was, it was criticism, but it wasn't really criticism. It was just like people was just saying, like, eh, I mean, I like it, but I don't like it all like that. Y'all just be hyping up whatever the fuck Beyonce does. Um, or her depiction of 
um, um, uh, polytheistic. There we go. There's the word. Uh, polytheistic deities. Um, that us brainwashed niggas kept calling uh satanic or devilish or demonic, as if we didn't have um mostly um polytheistic religions uh before the Christian white Christian invaders uh <laughs> came into our homes. So again, um you're allowed to be something other than Christian. And just because you're not Christian doesn't mean you worship the devil, um, black people. Um, you know, so uh, but all in all, Black is King, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful visual album, which is the accompaniment to um uh the Lion King soundtrack um that was very, very good and was able to bring a lot of those great songs and those great stories to life. Um, Beyonce has never failed a visual in her life. Um, she has never nope. made a bad video. She's never had a bad con she's never even had a mediocre video or a mediocre concert. Um nothing, nothing that Beyonce puts out is ever mid, ever, ever, ever. And that is why Beyonce is worshipped in the way that she is. Um, not just not, you know, just because she is a tremendous artist and a tremendous entertainer, but she is as centered and and as big of an advocate for our, us and our culture and for the people as any big name entertainer in Hollywood. So next time you think about fixing your ugly ass lips to ever disrespect or criticize Beyonce, know that she does more in a week to benefit us and to benefit black people than most people do in a lifetime. The same people that are criticizing Beyonce are the people who were out there protesting for weeks and weeks and weeks after the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, but claim they not about to vote because they don't like Joe Biden. Facts. That's uh, that's well stated. Um, Beyonce kind of gave shined a, uh, a light on some of the African performers and um, people from that region who don't necessarily get the the light and the notoriety that they would get. And Beyonce kind of handed them an opportunity and, and some 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 shine and and. Hopefully everybody kind of takes takes with it and does with it what they will. But Beyonce is just uh, anytime she kind of drops something or comes out with something, she's going to be revi- uh, revealed. Uh, reviled. That's not the word I'm looking for. Revered, excuse me, um, because she deserves it. Like you said, she's a goat, and she needs Period. to be treated like such. Period. Um, and, and that's that on that. So, um, yeah, Light skin yeah, power rings are back. Uh, we back. Um, be back next week when uh Wes digs into uh the most problematic texts um in his inbox that he has sent out. So uh, tune in for that one. Oh boy. Uh, I was. I, I, was, I wish we could have done this in the past when when I was cooling on the quarantine. Now she's getting ready. I'm 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 messing up. Um, don't worry. We'll get you a bottle of Alize. You will open right the fuck up. Um, I had a bottle. I had a bottle of Alize for um. What was it? Oh, the Snoop and uh, DMX versus you. Hot. You are a rat. Yeah, I literally said I was. <laughs> I, I was had to go grab. But what I, I think I was getting a bottle of wine from the store, and I was like, you know what? It's a versus tonight. What's some ninety shit? And then I heard, I heard the ringing, ringing voice of a uh, Tupac Amaru Shakur. Um, not, not. Excuse me. I heard KC. <laughs> yeah, Alize. <laughs> I said, let me go get some Alize. Shout out uh, to Casey um, on uh, caught him on an episode of Moesha, which oh, that's another story yeah, for another day. 
man, that's a little problematic. And not saying it like you can't watch it and you can't play it. I just mean that it was certain shit on there that just didn't read. And this ain't got nothing to do with being a PC warrior or being cancel culture or not enjoying shit. Them niggas called um, Kim fat every fucking episode. Every episode. Every character. Everybody called Kim fat. Especially during the first season, she was small as shit. Waste on nothing. Um, also, Moesha was just very disagreeable. Um, she was terrible towards D, who was a wonderful woman, by the way. And uh, this is kept a lot of the shows that we loved growing up. They, they, uh, they, not they don't. Hold, they not really. They hold don't up hold up the same, them. man. And again, it's not because not being able to enjoy shit. Um, you know, I I can still enjoy a, a Corey Holcomb stand up from time to time. Oh but, boy. It is, it's more about the fact of like, bro, like in hindsight, like this shit don't make sense. There was a whole episode where on her 16th birthday, uh, Frank, first of all, a terrible person. Frank's the worst. Um, (laughs) Frank bought her a brand new car, bought her a drop top Saturn. And she literally said, I don't want it because I can't see myself in it. Um, her, as in her parents, bought her a brand new car on her 16th birthday and she said i can't see myself in it i don't want it i'd rather have a jeep can you take it back and they, and as ridiculous as that was strike one two three and four it was even more ridiculous that they actually spent the entire episode trying to convince her to take the car to be fair you whooping a Saturn? At 16, I, I'm whipping any brand new car that my people's paid for. Nah, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting my foot down. I need, <laughs> I, I need to ride the style, my nigga. I ain't trying to have people look at me and say, oh, that nigga's in a planet. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> look, look. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm playing. Nah, yeah, nah, it's something you, you take with open arms. Set of wheels. And, and, and that was a whole 30 minutes where she actually said, oh, okay, so if I can go out and, and buy a car, if I can buy a Jeep, that has the same car note as the Saturn. Um, will you take the Saturn back and then put the Jeep on your insurance? Be like, nigga, what world is this? If yeah. I told, if my parents bought me a new car and I said I didn't want it, I'm not getting anything new for the rest of my life. I'm not getting food. I'm not getting clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like, black parents never in a million fucking years will ever go along with that shit. Much less actually try to convince her to keep it. No, no, no. If you you don't want it, cool, nigga. You on you on the bus. So you better you better, you better link with your boys. So I'm going to pick you up. That's it. That. So oh, man. See, uh, I, was never, I was never big on Moish. I only caught I only watched it for a little while. I never kind of delved into it fully. I I, I was big on Moisha, man. Uh, well, most uh, depressingly, man. In the first, I think three episodes or four episodes, we had obviously Andale, Vet Wilson, R.I.P. Um, Hakeem mm-hmm. Lamont Bentley, R.I.P. We also had a couple of sightings of Merlin Santana, a.k.a. Romeo, R.I.P., and Bernie Mac on the first four or five episodes. Mm. That's a shame. That's tough. Um, But I will be ready for when Girlfriends hits Netflix. Uh, Best believe. Best believe. Shout out to Netflix for getting the UPN on. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Very, very big. Bring back the W.E. Frog (laughs) to to the masses. It's uh, it's great that... uh, Oh, uh, oh, oh yeah, we we getting Bit Crip Arnez back. 
Corey. <laughs> on Crip? Yeah, one on one. Let's go, yeah. Michael. Let's go, Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> now, nah, it's dope. Netflix is actually kind of tapping into this market because one thing Negroes do, Negroes will watch old shows. So this is, yeah. uh, this is you're talking to a nigga that, that ran through Smart Guy in, in about five, yes. four or five days when, when Disney it. Plus came out. Um, oh no, sis! El Nino's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is, salute to salute to Netflix for doing this, man. This is uh, yeah, going tremendous, tremendous venture. Um, I actually don't have an L of the week. Do you have an L of the week? Uh, I feel like I feel I feel like I've given out five of them already. Mine was the Lakers <laughs> because we got okay. played Dame and them. Uh, but um, I do before we dig it out of here, I do want to just give a quick shout out to. Uh, to some some prayers to those who uh, were affected by the explosions in Beirut, um, those who were affected by the explosions in Baltimore. Yeah, um, I saw that there was a volcano eruption in Indonesia. Man. Um, yeah. So anybody who's kind of been affected by these these kind of tragedies that we've seen recently, um, definitely want to want to pray for you and, and thoughts for you. So if you you run into any any uh, places to donate um, or retweet shit for awareness, then I definitely do so because. Um, as much as uh, we kind of get used to like our life here in America, shit is fucked up. Um, yeah. everywhere else, like it, it's fucked. People want to say it's fucked up here, it's fucked up here, but a fucked up here is somebody in another country's fucking dream. Um, so don't take the shit for granted where we are. Um, and when you have the opportunity to to give and to to think about other people in other situations, definitely. Um, if you have the means to, definitely reach out to donate. Um, and try to help somebody going through a tough time. Yeah, um, and very fortunate again, you know, just to still be working through throughout the pandemic. There was mm-hmm. big layoffs in my job last week, and I was, you know, blessed enough to be able to to make it through that. Um, so you know, again, it's it's just um, it, it's hard right now, and again, it's just another stark reminder that even during the pandemic, life is still happening. Um, that Beirut explosion was one of the most flukish shits you will ever see in your life. Um, a fucking a warehouse full of uh, explosive materials stored improperly, like a firework warehouse or some bullshit, um, and it leveled half the city. Over three hundred thousand people homeless, thousands and thousands, thousands of people dead. An economy that was already in the dumps, having their main, um, you know, the main factor in their economy, which is imports, destroyed because their port was destroyed. Um, just. You know, and having seeing so many different videos and so many different angles of the explosion, it looked like a mushroom cloud. It had, you know, it was almost as powerful as an atomic bomb. Thought it looked very nukish for real. Yeah, um, it's just scary shit. Uh, same thing in Baltimore, fluke as fuck, gas explosion. Um, I took out three houses, damaged seven more, killed multiple people. Um, and uh, I posted. Um, I posted some links um, in my Instagram story a few days ago uh, to different organizations where, um, you know, that will uh, help uh, the cause in Beirut. Um, Again, shout out to Mia for finding those organizations for me. Um, And uh, yeah, again, uh, any important links or, you know, uh, uh, funds or anything to donate to, uh, we will be posting or retweeting on our main pages and on uh, at Beware the Ills on Twitter. Uh, make sure you follow myself, uh, Reggie Gutterbrawls Bryant at Uptown Ace Boogie. Um, Terry Tate, office linebacker. Hmm, is that right? 
um, ain't that Wes <laughs> um, on the other side. And that's all we got for y'all niggas this week. So uh, stay black. Stay black. Um, we'll fuck with y'all at some point in the future if you're lucky. If not, fuck. Maybe. You.